Welcome to the Front and Center Podcast, where we talk all things color guard, dance, and leadership. I'm your host, Ashley Tran. Hello, everybody. Um, Good evening. I hope you're having a wonderful weekend. I'm here with some, some fun gals some young and feisty gals. And we are going to talk about um, navigating the the treacherous waters of being a young director, especially when you're just a couple years older than your students. And maybe like some of them, there have been instances where like the seniors, if they're 18, you know, (coughs) dating somebody who might be the same age as you, and it's kind of weird. But um, Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm just going to have you guys uh, introduce yourselves and kind of give a little bit of your your color guard, you know, backstory, your highlights. And we'll start with Caroline and we'll go to Maddie and then Samantha. Okay, so my name is Caroline. I am from North Texas. I am 22 years old. I've been teaching at my university for I'm starting my fourth year teaching there. I am solo teaching at a separate high school that's here, and I've done color guard for, I think I'm on my 10th year now. I think I did the math. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say, so. That works. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Maddie, and I am from Smithfield, North Carolina, but I live in Wilmington for college. Um, I don't know how many years of color guard I'm going on. I haven't done that math in a while, um, but I've been teaching at Topsail High School in Hampstead, North Carolina for two years, two years now, and um, I spun at Smithfield Selma High School, and I spun with Smithfield Independent as well in Winter Guard. Um, some, some might know them, some might not, but um, yeah, that's pretty much my color guard experience. Okay, I'm Samantha. I teach at Timpanogos High School, and I just hit my one-year mark for how long I've been teaching. I actually don't have a, a lot of performing experiment experience. I performed for a year and a half in high school, and now I'm, I'm like trying to relearn all the stuff that I missed, but I had a really unique high school experience the whole way through that taught me how to work with people um, in a professional way. So I feel like I do have that going for me. And you will have to excuse if there's coughing in the background. We're recovering from COVID at my house, so. No problem. Okay, I'm glad you survived it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, and so um, I'm kind of, how did you guys get your, how did you fall into the, the schools and the positions that you're at? My school is really desperate. I've, I got connected through a friend of a friend of a friend and I was the only person interested and they needed someone and I was excited to try it and they hired me. Okay. Um, I was actually <clears throat> signed on at the beginning as like a dance tech, um, cause I did competitive dance for 10, 11 years. Um, so I started out as a dance tech and then he actually, the band director 
um, let the other two color guard instructors go and he hired me on as the full director um, just based off of the kids preferences and just professionalism Mm. um, in general so I got very lucky to keep the job that is daunting good job (laughs) (laughs) um I was teaching at a different high school I was um helping them they had just started a um program a winter guard or a color guard program and I was helping with them and we were at a UIL competition and I was talking to the UIL coordinator and she was like you know who needs a color guard director this school and I was like oh okay so I got mm-hmm. in contact with them and now I'm here so sorry nice okay Casey Sneed is waving at us hello Casey <laughs> also a North Texas person <laughs> Awesome. Okay. So I, this is the point where I'm just kind of, I'm going to kind of let you guys take it away. So Caroline and Maddie, I know you guys were like, ah, um, I don't know. Like, I know you're kind of struggling with a couple things. So I'm just going to kind of let you guys go over what are you, what are you experiencing? What are you struggling with? Um, so me personally, like I'm not labeled as part-time or full-time, like I'm labeled as temporary um which is fine like I'm leaving in December I'm moving so I'm okay with it but because of that I'm not involved with the school board um I can only contact my headband director um so getting things done is hard we are also at a low-income high school so a lot of the color guard expenses actually the headband director and I pay for so that's like that was a culture shock to me so that's fun. So just like, yeah. Oh, pause. You like, what do you have to pay for? Um, college so, like what? <laughs> um, so we have to pay for like the shoes for the guard girls. Um, cause it's North Texas. Not a lot of schools have turf. Um, so my high school never had turf. We have a real field that is not flat. Mm -hmm. Um, so they also, they have a turf field, um, because we use, they use a community stadium that two other high schools and my university uses. Um, so they have to buy shoes and a lot of them can't afford that. A lot of them can't afford like the uniforms or anything like that. So you have to buy it. Yeah. Me and the head band director do. We, we, we're sacrificing that to have a, to give the kids the opportunity to excel. So we're, we've had that conversation. That is very selfless of you guys. Thanks. Yeah, my county that the school is in is very, I mean, it's a beach community, so everybody can afford these things. but the county does not allow us to call them like to make people pay money, um, which was a culture shock to me because at my high school, when I was in guard, we had like 800 to $900 worth of band fees. And like, of course we had opportunities to fundraise and all of this stuff. We had lots of fundraiser opportunities, but Pender County does not let us, we have to call them fees instead of costs because if we call them costs then 
like it's illegal in the school system. Um, so we can only charge like less than $250, which doesn't really cover all of the expenses needed, um, especially because I have a lot more of expensive taste than their old color card directors, unfortunately, but I also want them to have like good quality uniforms and good quality equipment. Um, they've, we just cleaned out the guard closet and we're having to buy like a whole new set of school rifles, a whole new set of school sabers because everything they had was just so old. So something that that's very similar to us is a monetary issue because of the county school system, not because of like the poverty line or low income. Mm, okay. So when it comes to like, when, at what point does your age like hold you back and, or, you know, like, what is it about your age and being young and teaching these high school kids that you are struggling with? Um, I actually had this conversation with Samantha one time, but a lot of them act like I'm their best friend. Um, so they tell me things that I'm like, I have to report that. Like I legally cannot keep that to myself. Um, and I, yeah. So a lot of them is just not seeing me as a director, seeing me as at their same level. And Samantha, how did you respond to that in your conversation? Well, there were a lot of things that we talked about and I wanted to ask Caroline if anything has changed for you because we talked about maybe like making the boundary clear like you have to tell them like these are the things that I have to report if you tell me and like I can't be your best buddy and I'm gonna separate myself in certain ways I'm curious if any if anything worked for you Caroline yeah so after our meeting we had practice like that week and I wrote everything down and I sat down and I was like okay I was like you cannot call me Caroline I was like that immediately has to stop I was like we're getting ready for next year new kids are coming up they do not need to call me that um so they've started calling me uh Miss McGrath they call me Miss M because they're gonna pronounce my last name wrong um so I just made it simple for them um we've talked about like if you say this to me and I hear it, or if you say it and I hear it, I have to report it. Um, I've told them like, I am at least four years older than all of you here. Actually, I'm five years. Um, and I was like, I'm not your best friend. I was like, you cannot have me on social media. I was like, all of my accounts are private anyways. I was like, I'm not your best friend. I'm your director and I'm here to give you the tools to succeed and it's your choice if you wanna use them or not. So yeah, they, did, it, did it stop all the unwanted conversations? Yes, it was. Yay! It was like a, it was like north and south, complete different. Like the next week after that, it was. I would like walked in, and they were like, "Hey, Miss M," and I was like, hey. "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I'm so glad. Oh, I'm so glad. Good. Yeah. Nice. Good. And then Maddie, what about you? Um. Some of my struggles with being young come more from the band parents and the booster system rather than the kids. The kids are very respectful of me. Um, you know, of course, they I'm 
I'm only 20 years old. So the oldest senior is 18. And so that's only a two year difference, but I got very lucky with my captains, um, being very respectful and enforcing others to be respectful of me as director versus me as friend. Um, so I did get lucky with that, but a lot of the band parents and boosters don't think I'm very mature. Um, and that causes struggles for me because the band director thinks I am very mature and I don't know if it's just because of like my personality or maybe like how I like maybe the way I was raised versus the way they were raised. Um, but obviously these parents grew up in a different time than I did. Um, like, cause I'm only 20 years old. So they just, I feel like they see me as a child still because I'm in college. I'm still very close to their older kids age. Um, another problem that I have is a lot of my kids are in, um, the LGBT community and they don't have that kind of relationship to their parents that they're out to them. Um, so there's a lot of having to remember, you know, preferred names versus what I have to call them to their parents. Um, and that becomes a big struggle, especially for my band director, because we want these kids to feel as respected as they respect us, but we also don't want to cause issues between parents and us or the, the kids and their parents. So that's some of my bigger struggles in the last just few months. Yeah, um, the the preferred name thing is a very tricky one. And as, as a parent and as a teacher and as someone who wants my students to feel loved and, and supported. Um, I, I want them, I want to support them in that way. Um, but as a parent, I also kind of feel for them too, because I think, I don't know, it's, it's kind of a complex situation sometimes. And I, I don't know, it's, it's complex, but I, I feel for that situation. It's tough. Um, Samantha, what do you, how would you advise that? Well, I just want to say that's amazing that your kids trust you so much mm -hmm. that they will tell you their preferred name. I have not been told any of that yet. And I sometimes I wonder, like, do you have something? And I just haven't asked enough questions. So that's wonderful that they'll tell you. Um, what is, Maddie, what is like the most difficult part? Do you, what, like, what interactions do you have to have with the band boosters that are not working well um well it's it's very hot in North Carolina as well as in okay. Texas um and it's humid so the very first issue I ever had with a band director or excuse me band booster um was I wore a tank top it was a modest tank top it was covering everything it needed to cover but I wasn't going to wear something that I was going to sweat to death in at a competition right. mm -hmm. um and I got an email the next day that I was not allowed to wear tank tops from the band booster? From parent? the band boosters. Um, they gave me a whole, and mind you, I've never worn anything immodest. Like I've, I, I know how to dress professionally, even during like band camp, I've wore proper length shorts. I wore covering tank tops. Nothing was ever shown that didn't need to be shown. Um, and I got an email from the band boosters basically saying I wasn't allowed to wear 
certain items of clothing like tank tops or low back dresses or that it was a wide it was a long list of clothing I wasn't allowed to wear um and that kind of just took me aback a little bit because I feel like I have a very good eye for what's professional and what's not professional while also keeping myself safe in terms of the heat and not trying to wear clothing that's going to make me feel bad and be hot and like you know so that that was the first bad interaction I had um so yeah interesting is it anywhere in your contract or anything you signed that they can tell you what to wear or like you have to have wear certain things or was it just like out of it was pretty out of the blue um I have I don't really have like a physical contract um drawn up because I was kind of pulled into the head position rather rightly um so he's working on drafting it up but he has given me a written statement of like my pay and my um like duties as color guard director um but not not really a contract of who says what to me and who dictates things I need to do okay interesting what did he say did he is was he supportive what did he have your back or like what did he yes he did have my back and he this was also during the time when we had the other two instructors um who did sometimes wear immodest clothing um and so he I just asked him I was like you know I don't want to wear a t-shirt it's really hot outside and I have like issues with the heat and I don't want to overheat and be sick and cause other issues while I'm trying to take care of 15 other kids and he he was like yeah it's less for you um but I understand that tank tops completely out is a little excessive um please make yourself comfortable but you know he was like I don't really have a problem with the way that you dress um, I think it was just more of the other two. So, okay. What is what is the ongoing problem with them? Is there something like, is it the clothes thing, and they keep bugging you about the clothes, or is there something else, or is it a different thing every time they talk to you? It's really a different thing every time, and it's. I think now that the other two are gone, it's becoming less and less about me, and more and more about county restrictions. Um, because I am, everything I do and I'm, is funded by them for me. Um, so everything that I want to purchase for the guard, my pay, it all comes from them. Cause I'm not a school employee. From um, the boosters. From, from like the boosters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that as much as my band director is trying to push having a larger budget because he wants our kids to be successful and he wants to really grow the band and become like one of the bigger bands of North Carolina. Um, Cause we're only like a three, a band right now. We're pretty small compared to when I marched in high school. Um, but he's really trying to grow the community and the band itself. And I think they're kind of holding back some, monetary fund because of the county as well okay so do you think they're holding back funding because 
you're not doing everything they say or just because of county restrictions? I think just because of county restrictions. A lot of the parents that like didn't really appreciate me and the other two instructors at the time, their kids were seniors. Um, so they've graduated and there's new parents coming into the boosters that um, have been much kinder to me. Like during, we had our uniform fitting last week and they were very like, what do you need? Do you need anything else? Do you want to set up over here? Can we set you up over here instead? They were very, the newer parents have been much more respectful. So I think that maybe it was just that group of parents that didn't like the change and needed to go before I could really grow the program. Um, but really most, most everything now that I struggle with is just not wanting to be too expensive while also giving the kids what they need. Interesting. So it sounds like maybe it's not a problem anymore that the boosters are like, you're a kid. Yeah, not as much. Um, but I can, I can tell that the way some of them do talk to me, like, like they're almost like coming down Mm -hmm. to me and like stooping to like my level per se and talking. And I don't think they mean it in any harm. I think it's more of a, just, they also teach kids and I just look like their children because I'm so young, Uh but yeah. So I, I'm going to give like a a few of my thoughts. It sounds like you've got it pretty under control, Maddie, especially because those pranks are gone, which sometimes is what it takes. Um, But if anyone watching has this problem, I don't even know who's watching, but um, if anyone watching has this problem, my first, my initial question is, do the boosters know that you feel unsupported? Because I think sometimes, especially parents that think like you're their kid and they like have in their mind that they're that you are their children, um, sometimes they don't like recognize that it needs to be more of a professional interaction and this needs to be a a back and forth. Um, And I would even consider like, if they don't know that, if if they don't recognize that the the guard director feels talked down to by them, I would try and have like a conversation like, hey, can I come to your next band booster meeting? and talk to like the band booster president about this. And then you could sit down with them and say, hey, like, I'm so appreciative of all the things that you do to fund our program. How can I help you? And then I would bring up like, this is a problem I'm having with the boosters is that they're not um, really respecting my autonomy, but I would make sure that there's like a, like a mutual benefit conversation first. so that so that the boosters don't feel like, oh, here's this child coming in saying, like, I don't like you. Because all of these parents for sure have had a teenager come in and say, I don't like how you're treating me, right? In just kind of a throwing a fit kind of way. And so we don't wanna sound like that. We definitely wanna say, thank you so much for all that you are contributing. And I want to make sure that I am helping you out in any way that I can and supporting the boosters but also this is the boundary that I need to set with you that you you can't talk down to me I'm going to wear these clothes thank you for being concerned about my professionality but I feel like I have a good eye and the band director is supportive of me you know just have a conversation with them and 
and talk about like this this is the boundary that I'm going to set for myself thank you for being concerned but you you don't get to set the the clothing boundary or whatever it is yeah anyway Maddie you sound like you have a doubt and you don't have to have that conversation which is good um but yeah th those those are my initial thoughts while you were talking yeah and I'd piggyback onto that and just if you can, I know it's a little harder when you're a little younger and it's kind of like that weird, awkward, like, oh, I don't have anything in common with you because you're old. But <laughs> if, you can, if you can cultivate some kind of relationship with those booster parents, you know, maybe pick up the, mat, the art of small talk or something, um, but really, and it's just kind of a general principle um, to get people on your side, you, they have to like know you and like you and trust you, you know, so a relationship with, you know, whoever it is that you need kind of in your, in your, in your court, um, is, is key, I think. And that comes to, you know, your students as well, or your captains that are trying to get your team, their team to follow along. It's the same thing. Make sure that there's a relationship there so that they do see how professional and mature you are. Cause right now, if they don't know you, they can only imagine, like they can only compare you to other 20 year olds that they know, you know? So, but that's really great advice, Samantha. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to discipline, like how do you guys, how do you guys feel about that? Is that, is that a problem for you at all? Um, for me, so, and I had this conversation with Samantha, um, the kids the the directors they're all like yeah like you know you go for it like you do you stuff like that da, da, da. but the kids like they don't like i'll be like okay you have to do this like if you're if you're gonna keep showing up late then you're gonna start having consequences um and usually like my consequences are laying down on the floor doing drop spins with the flag um which is not fun or easy um and that's my consequences so I they don't take me seriously so out of practice they weren't listening to me or anything like that so I was like all right everyone lay down on the floor and they were like oh yeah like a break and I was like with your flags and I made them do drop spins on the floor laying down and they were like after that they were like oh like she's serious so that's what I do with my kids like it just took like that one time to be like no and I like my entire tone and attitude changed and my, my facial features and everything, like my stance changed and everything. And then they started taking me seriously after that. So that was an issue for me. Um, right now, I don't think I have any discipline issues, but we're getting into fall and I just had tryouts recently. Um, and I know there's gonna be some coming up. So that's gonna be exciting to see. Last we talked to Caroline, you said you were also having problems getting your kids to do stuff the first time you said it and you had to say stuff a lot of times how has that worked out so I made a call and response um and okay. I I'm a Disney person so my call response was a shark bait and they have to do ooh -ah -ah back to me and they have to go <laughs> um and after that like um that helped every once in a while I'll just like stand there and I'll just like like still face nothing and then they're like one of my leaders will be like guys get set <laughs> like <laughs> breath to everyone 
Um, and then I, yeah, that's pretty much what I do now. So yeah, if I, I mean, correctly, you didn't have a call and response beforehand. So you just have like no call to attention to like bring them back. Right. And yeah. so then you get one and that helped. Mm-hmm. Yay. Good. Okay. Good. I really like that consequence. I think I'm going to take that from you. I'm not going to lie. I really do like that. Um, That's the beauty of this whole community. (laughs) Steal from each other. Mm -hmm. We have a call and response with the whole band. Um, So my, if I'm working with the band, because I I don't just work with the color guard all the time. Um, I work with the band a lot or the band director um, will say like, hey band or hey guard or hey trumpets depending on who we're talking to and they go hey what back and that's how they know we're trying to tell you something so you need to listen um I haven't really had a lot of discipline issues we do I do have people who are chronically late all the time um so that is a big issue luckily all of our guard is are very close friends and they actually all have live 360 on each other um which is, I don't know if that's what? everywhere in America. It's like a, it's like a location tracking app. Um, <laughs> no, for me. <laughs> they have that for each other. So it's very easy for me to be like, Bella's late, where's she at? And they'll be like, she's still at home. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, somebody needs to text her and she needs to hop on, hop on the road. Um, so that is something I've, that has been beneficial to my chronically late um, children. Um, but really the worst problem I have is just excessive talking, especially when we're doing like across the floors um, and our first group will get across and then the second group will get across and then the side conversations start when I'm trying to encourage them to continue to count for their friends and watch their friends because maybe they're doing something wrong And, you know, you realize that you're doing the same thing. So when I correct it at the end, you'll, you'll know, Hey, I need to fix that too. Or if their friends look really, really good, then I say model after them, you know, they're doing it correctly. If you're having questions, watch them when they go before you. Um, But with that, I, if we have a talking issue, I usually do pushups. But I found that they've gained more respect for me because I do the push-ups with them. Um, I never make them do them alone. Even if I'm only making one or two people do push-ups, I never make them do it by themselves. I always do it with them. So I definitely think that's earned a lot of respect from them um, just because, you know, that's not something you see all the time in like regular teaching, but that's something you can do with color guard is imposed like a more physically demanding punishment and then building strength physically while also building bonds together because they see you on the same level as them doing it together. Not that they're any less than you and they're being punished, but that you're working together to fix the discipline and build the strength. Maddie, I love that. I'm going to do that. Um, does anybody else struggle with their kids talking a lot when they go across the floor? Okay. I do. I for sure do. I'm, I'm so not mean. I remember my director being so scary and like, I did not, I, I mean, I trusted her to be a good director, but I didn't, 
I would never have gone up to her and talked to her about anything. Mm-hmm. I was too scared of her. And so I, I err very extremely on the side of like making sure I know their emotions and know where they're at rather than telling them like, be quiet. Yeah. And so um, I, have a hard- I get that. I'm, I don't feel like I'm a mean person. I tend to be the good cop. <laughs> Um, and I struggle with discipline sometimes, but I've gotten to a point where my boundaries are pretty clear. And then, you know, since the the expectations are in place, whenever they're not, um, they, whenever they don't go by when they cross that boundary, it's just very like, Hey, you you know how this goes. And it's just a very quick, like stern, but not mean, but I want to address the talking, um, during across, across the floors, because, um, to me, personally as a someone with dance background and I've taken lots of dance classes and I've been in the studio and 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 things like that it's very very important to me that educationally um, students understand that the culture of dance is is discipline it's very disciplined and so when we are taking a class it is very disrespectful to your classmates if you're talking while they're trying to work you know um, and I think, once they understand that and and you can even really create pride in the sense that like discipline is good for you because it builds character and it makes you good because you under you have like I don't know what I'm trying to say I feel like I'm going to keep saying the same words but it builds character and it just it's good training you know, like we can't just be farm animals and just start talking whenever we're done going across the floor. No, you need to shut your mouth and you need to be respect. I wouldn't say it like that, but right. you know, it just really <laughs> grinds my gears because it's so rude, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would never want my kids to step into a studio and do that in someone else's studio. And then someone's like, hey, so where, where else have you dance before and then my name gets thrown out there somewhere and that you know that's maybe an ego thing but and it is what it is but that would be embarrassing for me if my students went and took took someone else's class and they were acting a fool you know so that's my little spiel take what you will I'm I'm interested to hear more about this because I I think in my mind I'm like so worried about them being lonely and like not having any friends i and I want them to talk to each other and feel like they have things to say to each other and they're excited to see each other and, and be in each other's company. But I haven't found a way to, to say like, this is your time to talk the rest of the time. I need your focus because we're in class. So what is, what is that time for you? And how do you explain, like, I want you to be a unified friend group, but not talk. Like, how, how do you make that work? Um, going back to the, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. So just going back to the boundaries, um, we're here to work, you know, so I like to bring goals into the picture. You know, if we all have the same goal and that's doing well at a performance, whether it be a a game or a competition, that is the goal that grounds us. And so from that goal, you work backwards, right? So the first thing we have to take care of is work and business. And so a good general rule of thumb is like, if you're on the floor or on the field, it's time to work. But if if we're on a break and you're off the floor or the field on, you know, on the side, then you can, you know, switch. Um, So that's how, how I handle it personally. What about you? 
was Maddie going to talk? Go for it. Oh, um, one of the things that I do when like we do like summer conditioning and like sectional time during band camp is, um, of course, I try to give them breaks, um, which I have a really bad habit of not realizing I've gone for like two hours and nobody's gotten water, <laughs> which is really horrible of me. Um, but they do good about being like, hey, I need to sit down for a second. And I'm like, okay. Um, but I always implement at least like 20 minutes of time where they can play like a bonding kind of game. Um, and so, and I said that at the beginning, I, I make a point to be like, we're going to spend so-and-so amount of time on flag this morning. Then we're going to take a few minutes break and then we're going to spend so-and-so amount of time on dance. And then at this section, I will give you guys a more extended break before we move on to weapon or a continuation of dance. So you have an, an extra amount of time to like eat a snack if you want to, if you want to just, if you need to just sit and have a conversation to get your like jitters out and your fidgeting and all that. Um, I always try to give like an extended break time rather than just like a gush and go of water or like a very quick bathroom break. And then having that allotted game time at the end prepares them for an opportunity to talk to each other. And I think they recognize that they're going to have that time and it helps them to be more focused during like proper rehearsal time. So I'm going to get back on like all three of y'all's. Um, my high school did a conditioning camp with one of the other local high schools and I actually learned a lot from that. So um, like to make sure that we are like one family, we would always be like, like we're a family and stuff like that. And then we'd like have them repeat it. We'd start the day with like, all right, you've got three minutes to go find a group of five people that you don't know, take a like selfie, post on Snapchat, post on Instagram, like positivity, stuff like that. Um, and you've got like this so much of time to teach them this or to uh, share your socials or to do that. So it was really, really cool doing that. Um, he also, um, there was one time where we let the incoming freshmen lead. Like we were like, y'all are the leaders. They are the only ones that are allowed to talk. And they had to like do everything by themselves. So that was a way for them to be become the leaders. And they also had um, three different words. Like he was like, everyone in band is, there's three different types of people. There's leaders, there's followers, and there's draggers. And he said, are draggers necessarily bad? And some of them were like, yes, no. And he was like, draggers are not necessarily bad. They are just, they just don't have the information that they need to make them great. Um, so it was always like, help a friend, help a friend. Um, and it was a lot of like, we told them things. Like we were like, <laughs> I remember this. He said, go make a circle. So the 160 whatever of them tried to make one circle in a gym. And of course that can't happen. <laughs> um, kept redoing he called them to attention he was like is this a circle and everyone was like yeah and we were like no like, it was so bad so we were like make a circle and we did it a few times and eventually we called them to attention and the director goes did we ever tell you to make one circle so 
to for the lesson of that was like we don't always have all of the information that we need and he was like so never be afraid to ask questions like ask your peers um and stuff so it was really cool to do that so a lot of that was like the engagement in the morning of like finding a group of five that you don't know share socials do two positivity posts and then the leaders draggers and followers was placements and to where they all know that regardless of what you are you're still one team um and you will succeed as one um so it was that was like really eye-opening to me i took so many notes um so that might help y'all with the bonding or the I don't know if y'all had issues with like leadership or anything like that, like people stepping in. Um, so that might help too. Love that. I'm, I'm finishing my note. Hang on. I love it. I love the note taking. Okay. This is good stuff, you guys. Um, so another component that I'm thinking, I'm just trying to think about my own experience but like as a young director, how do you feel about, I don't know, the administrative side of your job or the design and programming choreography side of your job? I love design and choreography. Um, I actually taught like classes at my studio, my dance studio when I was in high school. Um, and she, my the owner of the studio, was like surprise you're writing the recital dance and I've never choreographed anything for like a true performance before other than like my own improv in our improv class so I was like freaking out the first time because of course like I felt like I was a good choreographer she wouldn't have like put me in that position but I was also just like what if people don't like it what if the kids think it's stupid um and so instead of just trying to like build from scratch, I started off choreographing using what I had already learned from other, you know, from my own teachers. And that's kind of how I implement my own choreography for the guard and they always make fun of me because they're like, it's so Smithfield, it's so Smithfield. And I'm like, well, that's how I was taught. And they, I feel like, have learned so many new things just based on the fact that I teach very similarly to where I came from. And it's very different from their old choreographer who's from a completely different part of the state. Um, so I really love designing choreography because I feel like I've brought a unique type of choreography to them. And their show this year incorporates a lot of hip hop and jazz dancing, which is um, hip hop is definitely my um, forte, definitely my strong suit. Oh, kids have never done hip hop before. Um, so to introduce them to that during our summer conditioning, I made like a true hip hop dance, very Maddie style. So they would understand what they were signing up for in the fall. And they really, really loved it. So that was a great part of like design and choreography for me to get to the kids. And that's, I just, I just love design and choreography. I smell a pep rally idea. <laughs> so fun. How cool. 
if you have any videos or I don't know, I can go check out your Instagram. I'd love to. That's so great. I'd love to see that. I totally want to like steal that. I've been thinking I want side note. I've been thinking I want a hip hop routine almost as an across the floor, but like an in place yeah. floor. Yeah. And that would be so cool, but I don't know how to choreograph that. You could even do a hip hop like cardio warm up, you know? Yeah. Totally. There's tons on YouTube um, that you could do, or even like I would be totally willing to create like a 16 count across the floor that your kids could do. Cause it's definitely, I, I would definitely say hip hop is my strong suit in dance. Um, and I think that. I do a really good job of um, separating like beginner level hip hop from like intermediate level hip hop. Like I feel like I do a pretty good job of teaching to the kids like experience level in a way that makes them grow um, and not feel like crazy and not understanding. Yeah. Can I share a fun, funny story? Yes, please do. (laughs) So when I did Blue Devils, I, I don't know, I was on YouTube or something and I, and I came across Laura Edwards. Are you familiar with Laura Edwards? She's like incredible hip hop dancer. I think she's not super involved anymore because she has a kid now. Um, And, you know, once you have a kid, you fall off the face of the earth. (laughs) Anyway, uh, kidding, obviously, but so she is a sick hip hop dancer. but she looked exactly like my teammate Chatlin. Shout out to Chatlin if you ever come across this, you <laughs> rock. Um, she looked just like her. And so I tricked my friends and I was like, you guys, did you know that Chatlin dances like this? <laughs> They're like, oh my God, no way. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, that's why she made Blue Devils. And I, <laughs> giggled I I I was so tickled and I was like JK this is somebody else so (laughs) that's just my funny little color guard hip-hop story (laughs) that's awesome Uh, (laughs) Stacey parents for the win yay babies (laughs) okay sorry back on track um what were we talking about um we were going through oh yeah okay so the other things that you might struggle with as a young director like the programming design maybe the admin side what else can you think of that you might struggle with because it looks like there are some people in this chat right now that could maybe even help you too it's okay if you don't feel struggle (laughs) I'm putting together something I feel like I feel like I am interested in doing better at the working with admin job because I feel like I'm good at showing up and being professional and like like dressing professionally in a way that is respectable and like just just speaking as an adult and not as a high schooler because I know that I look like them and when admin walks into my practices they don't know who the instructor is but if I'm going to them then I'm pretty good at like looking in charge but I struggle to know where to put my energy Hmm. as far as talking with admin because there's so many of them and I it's hard for me to know which battles to fight and which like do I fight for a gym do I need to fight for like advertising like who is gonna be 
a useful person to talk to and what what hill is worth dying on <laughs> mm. are they not giving you a gym it's kind of a long story they are doing their best to give me a gym and i trust that they are treating us as equals to the other performing groups but my school has a unique situation where they just literally don't have enough gyms and even basketball is like we're not even getting enough time so so we're not really getting a gym but also it's not totally their fault I feel like they are being supportive of me mm. um I'm I guess I'm thinking in terms of like funding like mm -hmm. who I need another staff member who is gonna pay me more who's gonna pay for another staff member even those kinds of things where where I'm trying to figure out money <coughs> and pay for things that I need but I I'm not certain I can ask for. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, so if you go back to the conversation I had with Deborah Oldroyd last week, she addresses a lot of this. And old, Deborah has been teaching for, you know, 20 years at the same school. And she took her group from the bottom to the top, essentially. And she has a lot of really great advice around how to get your administration in your upper level, um, you know, district administrative um, personnel on your side. And I think in a nutshell, you were talking about, you don't know which person you should even talk to. Definitely get to know the, uh, the assistant principal that is over your, your band director, because that, you know, directly relates to you. And if you have a relationship with them, they are more likely to help you out or go out of their way to make sure that you and your students are taken care of. And I would do, I would do my homework and really dive into what their life is like, because you then have to know how to communicate to them in a way that is pertinent and stands out and it's going to be effective for you. So for example, <clears throat> You want to make sure that you're letting them know, hey, this weekend we we got top three at our competition. Um, you know, you should be very proud. The students are really, in, you know, the students are really excited. Just kind of keeping them updated with the progress that you're making throughout the season, so that they can take that to the head principal in their in their principal meetings that they have, in their upper level admin meetings that they have, and and they can brag on you because you've taken that time to let them know because. They don't know if you don't tell them, or maybe she, Deborah even suggested inviting them to come by and, and watch rehearsal or watch run through so they can give feedback. And so that they can kind of understand what's going on, because I honestly, when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so smart. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to read this comment from Casey real quick. Casey Sneed, how do you feel about your band staff listening to you and your opinions? Oh, okay. I think he's just asking about different things you guys could think about. Do you feel your voices heard in early design meetings? As young instructor instructors, do you feel each season you have to prove or reprove the quality of your work? That's a great question. I feel like I've been very included in the design process this year. I was, I came in last year a little bit 
later because we had two instructors before and I was hired on originally as just the dance tech. So I wasn't, they already had the show, they already had the drill. Um, so I wasn't really a part of that process. But this season, since I'm the only one, he's really, really been, um, my band director's been super like, what do you want? What, what part of guard is going to be in this? What equipment are we going to be spinning here? Do you want me to allot this kind of drill for them? What kind of idea for drills do you have? And he's been really good about, you know, not just what do I want for the guard? How can I work the garden with the band? Um, which is really important to me. I, a lot of the kids have expressed to me that they don't feel like they spend enough time with the band kids on the field and even off the field. And it's sad to them because they're part of their team too. Um, it's not just guard until winter guard season, you know, the band, the pit, everybody, the drum line is all included in that. Um, so he's been really, really supportive of like hearing that my kids want to be more involved in band activities and more like involved with the band in general. And I've tried to reflect that in my drill ideas and have them more like interactive with the band and more like within the band rather than being it being like a drill of the band and then the guard on the outside. Yeah, it's more integrated. Awesome. Personally, like me, um, I have a good relationship with my band director, but a lot of it is me enforcing that. Like I've asked her, I'm like, hey, what's the music? Can I get the music? Like share the file with me. And then I worked on it and I was like, hey, I worked on this. I'm gonna run some ideas by you. Can we make a meeting? Mm -hmm. And then I like, she said that I was like, when are you gonna start writing drill? Can I help you? One, so that I can like incorporate the guard and make that you know, part of the drill, um, but only, but also for my learning, like I'm still in college. Like I don't write my college drill. Like they, he sends that off. I get it. And I'm like, all right, you know, I got to make it work now. Um, but in high school, like I have to do all that. So I, I asked her, I was like, can I do that? That way I'm also learning. Like I'm going to learn a lot of the band aspects of drill writing and the guard aspects. So that was, I mean, I've had to enforce that upon them and ask that, so. I love to hear it, you guys, that's awesome. Do you have just one band director? So you have to do that too? Um, yeah, I, there, ha, there's, <laughs> okay. there's three band directors that like do the marching band and everything, but okay. like the head band director makes all of the decisions and everything. So I mainly just speak to her. I love that it's a woman. <laughs> get it, girl. Get it, get it, girl. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. All right. Well, I that's so crazy. I looked up and I was like, oh my gosh, it's 804. What the heck? <laughs> that that really flew by. I really thought it was gonna be 7:30 at this point. That was really fast. Um, well, I don't I don't want to make this too long, and we can always continue this later, this conversation in the comments or um anything like that, but in closing, what advice would you have for young directors as young directors? Mine would be like, never be afraid to insert yourself. Like one, you're going to learn and they're going to, once everyone sees you that you've got plans and you've got like wants and needs and you're on top of it, they're going to be like, oh no, like 
she's serious. All right, like we got to get on it now. Um, so never be afraid to like insert yourself um, and be authoritative. Like, you know, you're in charge, like be in charge then. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, to piggyback off of that, um, most of the time I've, I've felt that the boosters and parents and kids in band, not just guard, um, started to respect me more as a younger director because they saw my dedication to not only the sport, but also to the kids that I teach and just others around me. Um, and I've like taken time on my own to prove that I want them to be good and I want to help them out. And I think that that has helped me earn respect that I'm not just here to be here. I'm here to make them better and make their experience in guard just as good as mine was. Yeah, that's wonderful. My, my advice is, I don't know. It's weird to say this because it's taken me a long time to come to this conclusion. So just telling you the conclusion is like not as impactful as to it yourself. Um, but in a sentence, I would say, don't, don't expect people to know your boundaries. Like Caroline was talking about how she wanted respect and didn't want to be a girlfriend to all of her kids. And when she finally had the conversation with them, it stopped. And so I think, I think having a conversation with people is something we can usually do more frequently because when we have different expectations than other people, it's really easy to just like be mad about it and feel like they don't really care about me and they're not respecting my space and they, they're just like against me personally. Um, but really, if, if you just have a conversation with people, like I, I believe that people are inherently good and they want to support people. They want to feel like, oh yeah, I helped, I helped someone today and I, I was a good person today. And so if you can just talk to people and be like, hey, I don't feel respected or I, this is what I need from you, then you can just fix your experience and be more content with how you are treated as a young director. Just always have a conversation. Excellent points, ladies. And, you know, in closing, I, my piece of advice to a young director would just be to find a mentor because they will literally answer all your questions, probably, most likely. I mean, if you find a good mentor, you know, um, and, and when you're thinking of, and when you're thinking about who you want as your mentor, you need to think about what your needs are. What, what do you want to learn and who can fulfill that for you? And then there, there are so many people out there that are willing to help you just out of the kindness of their heart. And because they want, they want to help. I mean, every day there are guard directors that work for nothing. So out of the kindness of their heart, because they want that for their kids. I mean, case in point, you're buying your kids shoes for them because you want them to have a good experience. A lot of us in the guard community um, are so willing to give. And I think it's even at the level of, of peer to peer support. So that is my one thing I would definitely tell a young director is to just make sure you're always like, you always have someone like a confidant 
and someone you can bounce ideas off of and someone who can steer you in the right direction just in case you veer off. And you're, you know, we're all human. You're, you're very likely to veer off track at some point, but you know, life is not a straight line. It's, it's crazy looking. Yeah. Yeah. This was great, you guys. Um, I guess I always close with how can people find you and you can answer that however you want. So how can people find you? It's a great question. I'm very hard to contact, I will say, but, but you can find me on Facebook. I think I'm Samantha Page on there right now. Yeah, I think, I think you are too. Um, Facebook's easiest for me as well. Um, it's just Caroline McGrath. It's Caroline, car, O, line, and then McGrath is M-C-G-R-A-T-H. Yeah. Facebook works for me as well. It should be um, Madeline, M-A-D-E-L-I-N-E, Woodall, W-O-O-D-A-L-L. And it's a picture of me and my family in my marching uniform. So very easy to pick out. <laughs> for now, anyway. That's good. <laughs> awesome. And you guys know where to find me, hopefully. Um, you can find me almost everywhere. Instagram, Flashes of Ashley or Front Center Performance uh, or on Facebook. And that's pretty much it. Okay, till next time, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.